This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I so greatly appreciate you for allowing me a few minutes of your valuable time, your attention, and invaluable comments. Keep me encouraged and going strong weekly. Today, I must get personal because I allowed other people's stuff to vex my spirit about two months ago. And God is so awesome, so on time, that he allowed me the much needed time to process the matter. Then he spoke on it and freed my troubled mind. So I give him all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. First of all, when I speak of other people's stuff, I must explain I am not speaking of material things, but rather the convictions, opinions, the jealousy and envy that resides within the hearts of some people. I call it their stuff. Some find it comfortable or even enjoyable to attempt to pick others apart in their own unhappy, negative, misery loves company kind of way. From childhood, we learn that familiar saying, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. At this time, I must make an honest correction, an even more honest confession. Words hurt so badly that at times the harsh words of others can break one's own spirit. But never, never the living spirit of God. I want to announce to you today, don't ever allow other people and their negative stuff to interfere with you, your walk with God, or your assignment. God has blessed you with purpose and endowed you with power as the word has declared in Acts first chapter and the eighth verse. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Such words explain that the spirit of the Lord that dwells in me and in you who have intimately accepted Christ has given us power to stand even when others try to pick us apart, persecute us and say all manner of evil against us. For the sake of Christ and the purpose God has placed in each of us. You see, I had to process and understand why some people seemingly had a problem with my walk, my talk, and even my choice of dress, my overall appearance. At first, I was not even certain how to respond to the hurtful words of others. Of course, it was framed as concerns. But God, in his infinite wisdom, has granted me, among other things, the spirit of discernment so I could see through the words. And of course, I listened. Now, please, I urge you never underestimate a person's kindness or willingness to be courteous or meek enough to listen to an extent as a weakness or blind obedience. I want to be very clear and even transparent when I say I took some time to process my hurt 
and to truly examine the point of view as it was presented to me, of course, by a third party. I even lost a bit of sleep, but today I am wide awake and well rested. God has even enlightened me. So please, please allow me to come from a place of sincerity. Those who believe they are equipped and allowed to judge others invite themselves to be judged. God's word in Matthew 7th chapter has said, Judge not that you be not judged, and with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. In the fifth verse, the word advises, You hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of your own eye, and then you can see clearly to cast out the moat out of your sister or brother's eye. In other words, you self-righteous, judgmental person, or people must be careful to stop judging others while you have personal matters to which you must attend. The more you criticize and judge others, the more God will judge you. So stop judging if you have no desire for God to have you measure up to every little thing that you're struggling with. I want to remind every person who is claiming Christ or who identifies as an ambassador of Christ to be very careful and even thoughtful when directing or even correcting others. While I know I am not perfect, I work very hard to stay in the will and walk of God. And as the word of God has so clearly stated in Jeremiah, the 31st chapter and the third verse. The Lord has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn you. Such compassionate behaviors must be employed among God's people. Because no one, no one cares anything about what you have to say, how you feel, or how much you can teach them until they know how much you care about them. Not until they know how much you love them. If and when you lack genuine concern for others, no matter how young or out of touch, very little learning will persist from your words. Of course, this principle is one of which I am too well aware as an educator. My children are able to learn so much more from me once they realize that I care and constantly advocate for them. Normally, they show up and are willing to work on whatever I ask them to complete. Granted, some are slow getting started and others challenged to get finished, but they work knowing that I have an abiding affinity for each of them. I had a student who walked up to me, got in my space and said, Mrs. Chisholm Smith, your slip is showing. Of course, she got close so no one else could hear what she had to say to me. I leaned in towards her and said, Tiana, why are you putting me on Front Street? Meaning on blast or in the spotlight for others to see and judge. She immediately said, I came and told you if I were putting you on blast, I would have said it to someone else or loud enough for everyone else to hear. Now she smiled because she was very accurate and I smiled 
because she was utilizing the tact and social etiquette that I have modeled and tried to teach in my class. From that small exchange, I got a revelation, even from the mouth of babes. It is well understood that if genuine concern is at the core of one's comment or query, the matter is made personal and intimately brought to the attention of he or she who is at the core. Even a child understood that tactful, courteous, direct communication was appropriate as she addressed me about me, not other students, teachers, or administrators. If a middle school child understands protocol, if the intent is not to embarrass or minimize, how much more must we expect the people of God, His representatives, to practice decency and order in all things. I want my beautiful sisters and brothers from the faith community to learn or understand the concept that love must be the leading force, the impetus for change. You see, love is at the forefront of everything for which we stand. God is love, and where there is no love, God does not exist. No matter how much you jump, shout, speak in tongues, or dance. In other words, if the love of God is not abiding in me or you, it is a clear indication that God does not reside within us. Just like a great teacher, God modeled exactly what he wanted us to do. The word of God in John 15th chapter and the 12th verse This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. God is commanding us to let love abide and lead in everything that we do. If I have an issue with you or something about you, I should check my love to learn if the issue is truly with you or somewhere within my own insecurities, something missing from my love. At times, the word refers to it as charity. 1 Corinthians 13th chapter and the 4th and 5th verses describes charity suffer long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Of course, when we say charity, we are talking about love, and God's people are to be and show nothing short of love if they truly identify with Christ and the will of God. Yes, love covers a multitude of sin and faults. After all, God so loved the world that he gave his only son to die a horrible, violent death for the sins and faults of the entire world. So why do some of the people who want to be respected and honored as the children of this same righteous God choose to speak hurtfully about others? I can only point to a lack of love, which really translates a lack of God. And that is so troubling to me. Here we stand in the midst of trouble all around us, enduring perilous times, and we witness the saints of the Most High God 
lacking love amongst themselves, yet expecting to attract others to God. How can it be that I would hope and pray to attract anyone to a faith, to a belief system that I myself am misrepresenting? God's word, as I stated earlier, clearly explained, with loving kindness have I drawn you. So then why would I try to draw anyone? Why would we, God's people, try to attract anyone to such a beautiful faith by making hurtful, judgmental, godless comments and claims born from broken opinions? Broken because they come from a place of brokenness. As God's people, we must call out that which needs to be done away with After all, the word of God has taught us that the enemy does not care who he uses and he can only hang around the people of God if some of us, any one of us, gives him a ride or acts as his host. He is the thief that sneaks in among us. If allowed, then he steals our peace, our unity and the love that God has commanded us to have for each other. John 10th chapter and the 10th verse has reminded us the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that day you and I might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. When we speak negatively about each other, we steal the joy that should exist between God's people. Such joy is the keeper of our strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. We kill the love that would cover a multitude of sin and faults, and we destroy our connection to God. The one that causes others to see our good works, our love and unity, and glorify our Father which is in heaven. I beg to understand why. Why do we spend so much of our valuable time and God-forsaken attention on matters that even God has admitted? He does not look on outward appearance. For the Lord seeth not as man sees. For man look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Now it is true. I love fashion an array of colors and pretty things and there is nothing wrong with that but God is neither interested in what we are wearing or our pretty colors instead he is interested in our hearts he's interested in the condition of our hearts do we act out the language of love because it is the only way to differentiate God's people from the counterfeits Love is the single area that the enemy cannot properly duplicate. Yes, the enemy can preach and teach. He is a prolific speaker and a brilliant teacher. He can sing like an angel, shout and dance like Juilliard's finest. But the language of love is so pure and genuine that a counterfeit just cannot get it right. Please, Do not have people believing that you are a counterfeit among God's people. If and when you are truly concerned for another, either pray for or personally approach the individual yourself and lovingly present your concerns. 
anything less is judgmental and renders you a hypocrite. Not to mention, you place yourself squarely in God's view to be more critically judged. Trust me, even if the individual does not agree with your area of concern, he or she will certainly respect you for approaching the matter with proper etiquette, showing God's love and compassion as God's people should. The world is watching as they are supposed to learn from the people of God When we say we are a set-aside people on an assignment for the Lord, God hears us and he expects us to honorably carry out said assignments. As far as our appearance, God has commanded that we completely dress ourselves in the whole armor of God for such a time as this. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Please know that I only speak from a place of sincerity. So while I neither like nor appreciate people, Negative people who spend valuable time and opportunity making hurtful, judgmental comments about me or others rather than praying for us. I love you and there is nothing, nothing you can do about that truth. Don't like your actions, but I love my people. And according to God's word, my inheritance is among those that are sanctified. So I am not going anywhere because I will receive all that God has for me. I pray God's richest blessings and favor over each of you. Beware and take care if you are named the righteous name of Christ and know every seed you sow, you will also reap. So be sure to treat others right. Love your brothers and sisters as yourself and know that God is love. So all you do and say is recorded day to day. God sees your every action from above. No time to play and mistreat each other. God is the author of all that's good. Learn to love without limits or God is not in it. So treat everyone as you should. The Holy Ghost will show and teach as God's word will clean and guide. But when you knowingly offend God's little ones, there is no place to hide. Throwing stones and hiding your hands, God takes no honor in mess. So keep clean hands in his word, just stand. All you touch will be abundantly blessed. God's people are Christ's representatives. So clean is how we live. Sowing and reaping, God sees and he's keeping record of all we give. God is not the author of confusion, but love, peace, and a sound mind. You get to choose, but will never lose with love that's gentle and kind. According to the word of God, my inheritance is among the sanctified. So I warn and urge you in all that you do, don't let the devil ride. During these most difficult times, God's people must band together 
no time for envy and hate, all jealousy to abate. Show love to all sisters and brothers. The love of God remains silent but speaks loud as it is action without any words. So you witness every act of a peculiar language that's quiet but loudly heard. To be one of God's own, all good seed must be sown. Much love and forgiveness required. I love you today, so I desire and pray. God keep you uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Well, family, this is number 74 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I am encouraged today. That whatever the enemy meant for evil, God turned it around for our good. As his word reminds us that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So we, the people of God, are God's representatives here in the earth realm. And we have got to remain unified in order to be about the business of letting our lights shine so that others see our good works, then glorify our Father which is in heaven. Now God's word also reminds us that offenses will come, but woe unto him through whom they come. So just know that if you are that person or those people who are always causing confusion and offending others in the process, even using your judgmental tongue to inflict pain, God will deal with you accordingly. As his word has stated, it were better for him who offends that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. You see, our God is a God of love, peace, and a sound mind. And so are all of his children. I love you, and I bid you God's grace, mercy, and unmerited favor. On a separate note, please, please continue praying for and with those of us who work diligently and tirelessly with our youth in the institution of education. Not only do we show up daily in the midst of COVID-19 diagnoses and the real possibility of exposure among some 1,200 students and countless staff, but what's present and accounted for in the building, we work hard to engage our scholars in teaching and learning. When there are so many outside factors with which our students are challenged daily. So we press forward to teach in the midst and in spite of external matters far beyond our very limited control, some known and too many unknown. Yet we are trusting in God as we remain faithful to our calling. If you believe in prayer and can get a prayer through, we need your prayers, not just for students and teachers, but for all staff bus drivers, custodians, maintenance workers, administrators, and the entire community at large. I know that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. In advance, we appreciate every prayer. God bless. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. You can listen to me on Amazon Music or YouTube. 
I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.